listening to a Leisure Moment Podcast with your host, Deetra Helvey, who's always ready to have a casual conversation about her love for literature. Emma Chase is one busy author. When one book is finished, another is on the horizon waiting to hit the press. This casual conversation is all about her legal brief series, the research behind it, and the action of getting it down on paper. Enjoy! Hello, Emma. Hello. How are you? This is Deetra with the Leisure Moment. Hi, Deetra. I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing great on this Sunday afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. We are excited to have you. Yes, I'm actually thrilled to chat with you. <laughs> I was just telling Kristen, um, I've been like locked in my office all day uh-huh. doing edits. Yes. And I'm going to be there all night. So I said, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with them. I'm so lonely. Oh, so this this will be like a nice little break for you. Yes, absolutely. I'm thrilled to be chatting with you. Well, I think that um, you have a love for caffeine, I think, coffee. So do you have um, some coffee nearby? I've actually been trying to cut down on the caffeine. Oh, no. I went like... <laughs> Well, no, I'm back. I'm off the wagon. I went two solid weeks where I didn't, I weaned myself off Mm -hmm. and I had no caffeine and it was wonderful. And then what was due? I think sustain, the sustain manuscript was due. So okay. that kind of blew the caffeine down out of the water. But I'm having some, some Coke. I'm okay. having some soda. So. So, you're, so, you're, so you're having some soda during our chat. I usually love to have a nice cup of coffee coffee as well. And so I, I noticed that connection there that I just can't start my day or really end my day at, without having a cup. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I always have like the 4 o'clock fix. Definitely. I have a little, little shot of caffeine to kind of make it through the rest of the day. Absolutely. Well, I hope you'll find this break in your um, editing time to be a, a, to be a nice one. We are here to discuss and ch- kind of chit-chat about um, Overruled, um, the first book in the series, the Legal Brief series. And for those who are listening, just tell us a little bit about um, the inspiration for the Legal Brief series that you're currently working on. Sure. Um, well, I think it was last year I attended a signing in Washington, D.C., and it was my first time in uh, D.C. And it's a beautiful city. And the weekend that we went, it was really nice outside. There was some great weather. Uh-huh. So there were a lot of people. We were walking around to the monuments, and there were a lot of people jogging and rollerblading. And they were all really attractive people. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I said to my husband, I said, wow, you know, D.C. is such a young, vibrant kind of city. And, you know, he said, well, they're all probably lawyers because D.C. has the most lawyers per capita. And I actually looked it up. It's very interesting. In D.C., there's about 250 lawyers per 10,000 people. And the second place is New York, which has uh, 20 lawyers per 10,000 people. So there's a lot of lawyers in D.C. And see, I was probably going to think more so politicians. (laughs) Right. Well, I think a lot of politicians, a lot of lobbyists, 
start off mm-hmm. getting that law degree. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're all practicing. Right. Um, but that really just kind of sparked the idea. And I kind of play around with a few different scenarios, maybe doing something like a Grey's Anatomy kind of story, yeah. but in with lawyers, okay. like interns. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, the first thing actually that I thought of before any kind of plot was uh, the hero's name in the first book, Stanton Shaw. Mm-hmm. And I forget exactly how the name came to me, but I just... I loved it. I thought it sounded so southern and kind of so sexy. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that's how the idea for the series began, and eventually, it morphed into a series about three defense attorneys, and each of them gets their own book. And um, what also played into overlude, overlook, overruled was the Bells on Wheels bus tour okay. that we did last year, and we I heard had of that. Stop. Yes, it was fantastic. We kind of drove all over the South, mm-hmm. and we had this great big tour bus, and there was 10 of us, and it was a good time. So one of our stops was in Greenwood, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and it was a really quaint, lovely little town, and the bookstore that we went to was just beautiful, and it was right on Main Street, and it had the awnings, and really pretty. Um, so that's kind of where the idea came from that Stanton would be a Southern man and that his hometown would be this small hometown in Mississippi. Interesting. So tell me, what was one of the challenges that you may have um, had with this uh, first book in the series? Oh, I have to tell you, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There were a lot of challenges. Um, Overruled probably, well, definitely it was the longest book that I've ever, not longest uh, page-wise, but mm-hmm. it took me the longest to write um, out of any other book that okay. I've ever written. And a big part of that was coming off the Tangle series. Mm-hmm. I was very aware of Drew's voice because he's such a strong character and he's mm-hmm. a very big shadow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of live under. So... I was very aware while I was writing from Stanton's point of view that I didn't want him to sound too much like Drew, but I wanted him to be funny and entertaining and kind of one of those similar characteristics right. that readers seem to love so much. But yet still but, his, um, own, his own certain voice. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think the Southern aspect um, helps a lot in that regard, too, because, you know, Drew's a New York boy, mm-hmm. so... There's, a, there's just, you know, it's a different kind of speech pattern and it's a different, a uh, little bit of a different attitude, which helped distinguish them. Um, also Overruled, I think, definitely had more emotional depth than the Tangled series did. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's some emotions that I had to kind of reach in the story, the fact that Stan has a daughter and that his relationship with his daughter's mother is involved in the story. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to make sure that I you know, hit those notes just right. Right, right. Wow. So... Yeah, but again, but still have a fun, light, sexy story. Right. Now, tell me a little bit about the research process. Did you have to do some research in regards to this kind of focus and twist and theme with the legal brief series? 
Yes, that was the other thing that took a while. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't sure Um, if it just all came to mind or if you had to do a little background check. (laughs) No, there was a ton of background. Um, Well, what's interesting, and I didn't realize this until after I was kind of into it, Washington, D.C., their court system and their legal system is actually different from any other state in the union because they are not technically a state. Okay. So, you know, they're federal courts their district courts run a little bit differently than you would have, say, you know, in New Jersey, for example. So I found out a lot about that. Um, what was great was I, my assistant has a friend whose boyfriend is actually an attorney in D.C. Oh, well, that was and, perfect. Yes, and he was so kind. So I'm still exchanging emails with him as we go through the series, um, just because there's some things that can't really be found online some details some mm-hmm. subtleties but I really want to make sure that I get accurate right and you really and wanted a true that, oh go ahead I'm sorry no I was gonna say the other research part that came into it mm-hmm. was um my agent actually one of her other eight one of her other authors that she works with is an author Kim Jones um mm-hmm. who's from Mississippi lives in Mississippi so I did a lot of talking with Kim too just because I wanted to make sure that I got the Southern culture, right, as well. You know, I didn't want to veer into too stereotypical area, mm-hmm. but I really wanted the story to have that nice small-town Southern feel to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a girl from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had an idea of how things are, but I just, again, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I got it right. So Kim was wonderful in helping me out with that. Well, well that is awesome, especially having... Um, the opportunity to talk with someone personally about it can can be so much better than the online research piece as well when you have that true, authentic experience that someone can bounce, you know, what's happening um, as you incorporate those pieces in your writing. You mentioned the Bells on Wheels, um, Bells on Wheel um, touring session. And I know mm-hmm. you're married, you have children based on your bio. Oh, yeah. How, how do yeah, you no. how do you you know juggle all of those pieces? Um, my husband and I are going to BEA for the first time, and I'm so excited to be oh, able to have okay. him. So I'm I'm sitting here thinking, okay, how how are we going to you know get everything together? Have the kids where they need to be for that whole week? That's just one little week, but for an author, it could be several 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 weeks out of a year. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you handle um, that? <laughs> Well, what was great about the Bells and Wheels tour was I had the chance, it was really my first opportunity to really have some in-depth conversations with other authors Mm -hmm. and authors, you know, Cressley Cole was on the tour, authors who've been doing this a long time. So, because up until that point, I thought it was just me (laughs) that had a hard time kind of juggling everything. (laughs) Yes. So it was wonderful to hear that, that, you know, everybody across the world. Yeah, that's yeah, but I'm not the only one that lives, like, in perpetual chaos. So, well, that's good. But um, any kind of long trips that I do, we actually just came back from London and Paris oh. last week. And it was beautiful. I'm sure. And, um, yeah, and my kids are, they're 11 and 13, so they're really good ages to travel. Oh, oh they went with you? They did, Oh, yes. that was awesome. And, yeah, whenever I can, when it's a long trip like that, because it was like nine days we were over there. Mm-hmm. And when it's a long trip or 
you know, when it's a really, um, when it's a different place that they haven't been to before, I definitely always try and bring them with me. You know, my husband works still full time. Mm -hmm. So as long as he can get off of work. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other times, you know, for example, I'll be in Dallas in RT next month. And I'll be there all week. And that one, you know, the hubby's kind of on his own holding down the fort here (laughs) with the kids. Right. So, yeah. So, um, so it is. It's it's pretty much a, a juggling act that changes you know, day-to-day, month-to-month. And whenever I have a, a trip to go away, I was in Scotland last year, and literally I arrived in Scotland on Friday, and I flew back out on Sunday. Only a weekend. Yes, literally, Ooh. but not even the whole weekend. Like, yes. Sunday morning, I was out of there. <laughs> so, it really, you need to, you need to be able to go back so you can can really um, enjoy and and do some, some some research and things of that nature. Exactly. Yeah. So, so like I said, so, I mean, my husband's great in that he's totally supportive and, you know, we kind of figure things out together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of planning is involved. Like I said, when they came with us, it was a working trip. We had a few signings in Paris and we had the British Book Affair. So, you know, I planned activities and tours for them while I was working. Right. And, um, you know, so it requires some forethought, but, the kids are great, too. Like I said, they're not babies, so that's really helpful in that they are kind of self-sufficient. So, you know, on the day-to-day times, like if I have to be in my office for five hours, they're usually pretty good, you know, as long as they just mm-hmm. check in. So I make sure they're, you know, right. still in the house. Right. <laughs> well, And it all goes. Sounds like y'all work together as an awesome team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we know, and we've been married since 2000. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we really kind of have it down now. Um, you know, the way that Tangled took off was definitely, you know, amazing and unexpected. Um, but I think we've really, like I said, adjusted and everyone's really happy and excited and we all just kind of work together and make it work. How was the process for you when you um, created your first book? Was it a, a quick yes or... Did it take some time for you to find the right um, publisher? Yeah, that w- it was really interesting. Tangled was finished, I, know, I guess, maybe two months, two to three months it took me to find a publisher. Not that long, relatively speaking, compared to some other authors' experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it finished, and I actually I started sending it out to you know, some small publishers, some e-book-only publishers. And, you know, I had a few rejection letters. And the, the style of Tangled at the time was very different compared to a lot of what was out there. Right. Um, the asides to the reader breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone seemed to really love the voice. But, you know, there was always something that it just wasn't going to work for that publisher. So at one point, I kind of said, well, you know, maybe it's just not that good. Mm-hmm. You know, I said to my husband, I said, I thought it was funny, you know, but maybe... It's just not going to work. And he said, well, no, send out another round. You know, don't give up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And literally from that next batch that I sent out, I got three publishing offers. Wow. Yeah. And two were for ebook only and one was for print and ebook. Okay. So I ended up going with that publisher because I really wanted to, that, that, the ultimate goal for me at the time was just to hold my own book in my hands. Mm Mm-hmm. To hold so, it in your hands and see it on the shelf and just to yeah. feel it. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So everything that happened after that, as far as you know, just the success and the way readers have responded to it has just been, you know, really a dream come true and just a fantastic experience all around. Now, have you always so, and then know? A few weeks, oh, go ahead. I was going to say a few weeks after then Tangled came out and then Simon Schuster Gallery Books picked it up. And then they, then we went forward with the rest of the series with Gallery. Yes. And I must say that Kristen is a wonderful um, publicist. I have to just go ahead and put that out there for Kristen. She's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's the best. She, she is great. Her. I love her to see this. She, <laughs> yes. she is great. And I, I'll also have to put this plug in, too, for Priceless Design Studio when um, listeners go out and, and look at your, your books and your website. I've done um, some, some sessions um, with priceless design studio she's awesome too with just kind of helping me navigate things um because this is just a little over a year for us with our blog mm -hmm. so we love phenomenal yes yeah. love your she's love phenomenal. your website she's great as well <laughs> thank you you know i loved working with Katie because she i am really so technologically illiterate same same <laughs> here Yes, same here. It's so wonderful. And we had a few glitches kind of going forward, transferring from the old site to the new site. Mm -hmm. But she, you know, never gave up and never complained and figured it all out. And it was just a fantastic experience. So if anyone's looking for a website, I agree. I highly yes. recommend. And and for that, that teacher-student experience, that's what she did, you know, for me. She would just kind of walk me through certain pieces. Um, so... Yeah, just a great, great experience all the way around on that. Um, now, I, I wanted to ask you, have you always known that you wanted to be a writer? Did you have a another career before writing? Or is this the career for you and has always been that, that choice? You know, it's so funny how things work out because I'd always wanted to be a writer. Um, when I was in grammar school, when I was in high school and college, I always wrote for you know, the school newspaper and the creative magazine that was published in those days for students. So it was just always something that I was passionate about. And um, I actually started off majoring in English when I first went to college because I wanted to be a writer. But then, as you know, often happens, mm -hmm. you take other classes and you find other passions. Um, so I ended up becoming a special education teacher for a few years. Um, but I was always still kind of writing on my own, you know, for my own personal enjoyment, my own hobby. And then when the kids were born, I ended up staying home, and I was a stay-at-home mom for a good couple of years. And then when they got a little older, I started taking a creative writing course at a local community college at night, again, just for kind of my own enjoyment. So it's kind of a mix. You know, I never thought that being an author was attainable I guess mm -hmm. um so it's just been you know a fantastic experience obviously but writing is something that I've always done you know even just for myself and would continue to do you know even if I couldn't publish anymore it's just something that I love to do well I you know just listening um to some of your background of course, I always say I'm a I'm a blogger at night and on the weekends, but my full time job during the day is working in the realm of special ed. So we have that another another oh. connection, coffee and special ed. Yes. <laughs> yes, I actually and I loved my job. I said that even at the time. 
like, you know, one of those, that saying that, oh, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, that was me. It was really, really fantastic. And, um, and, and then once the kids were born, you know, they became really my full-time job. Right. And I was definitely in mommy mode. So, like I said, it's just funny how things work out. That's right. And evolve. And sometimes we get to that point in our life where we do um, make career changes, you know, and, and for you, it's from that realm of, of um, educator to, to mommy to writer and, and every, every aspect of it is different for, for everyone. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Would you like to leave us with any other final thoughts about your upcoming book? Um, and I'm correct on it's coming out April the 28th, overruled? Yes, this Tuesday, correct. And um, you're already working on the second one? Yeah, the second one's done. The oh, okay. Is done. We're doing final edits on that now. Okay. And you know what? It's just, it's, I'm, I'm so excited for this new series because... I don't usually like to compare my books to my children. Um, I know that that's, you know, a common thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because there are times like when you're writing and you love your characters so much and you love kind of living in their head and, and playing in their world. And, you know, the idea of creating other characters, you never think that you could love those new characters as much as you love the old ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, you know, kind of miraculous is then when you dive into that, that new book, you do, you know, and right. you find that they're, yeah, just as exciting and fun and fascinating. So I'm so excited for readers to, you know, have, have a shot at reading Overruled when it comes out on Tuesday. The feedback so far from the early copies from reviewers has just been wonderful. And it's so exciting for me because I'm a reader, too. You know, I love a good book. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's wonderful to kind of have that connection, you know, and, and have readers fall in love with your story and your characters. So I'm thrilled for everyone to meet Stanton and Sophia and Jenny and everyone in Sunshine. And I'm also really excited for the second book. The second book comes out in August, and it's sustained. And we meet that main character, Jake Becker. We meet him in Overruled. And he is just a fabulous, fabulous character. He's sharp and he's funny and he's sarcastic. And he's very honorable, even though he doesn't really realize that mm-hmm. while he's being honorable. <laughs> so it's just, it's just so much fun. And, and as I said, I think with this new series, I was able to kind of take my writing to... Um, a deeper level mm-hmm. and more emotional level, even though overall it's still meant to just be a light, funny story. I mean, my first, the first books that I fell in love with were historical romances. And I think that's what I loved about historical romances is they were very safe. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could feel all these different emotions, sometimes angst and frustration and sadness, but you always kind of knew the overall story would be light and everything would turn out okay in the end. Right. And I think my books are like that too, in that, you know, you, you definitely have these highs and lows emotionally, but overall it's just really supposed to, it's really just meant to leave readers happy. And that's what I'm excited for is to kind of just leave them on a, a little bit of a book high. <laughs> and believe me, we readers love a book high. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, you know, just real quick when I was 
listening to you talk about the series and how, yes, as readers, we get frustrated. We get sad when a series ends. And, and in our mind, we think, oh, there's n- there can't be anything else that will be even better. Well, you know, that's mm-hmm. at that moment in time when you finish that last page of the last book, you know, in that series. And we have to be patient and wait for what's coming up next. I, I was quickly reminded, I think recently through a Instagram post when I mentioned, oh, this book is coming to an end. The series is coming to an end. And she said, it's, it's not so much that it's an end, but, but it, it is a start for a new beginning um, yeah. of something else. Um, and that was, um, you know, an eye opener for me. So your your fans, you know, finish with the Tangled series and have the Legal Brief series to, to, to look forward to. And the fact that you're going to have book two coming out in August and they're not going to have to wait a whole year um, for for that next book. That's exciting. Yes. Yeah. And I'm I'm voracious when I read. So as soon as I can get those books out, <laughs> That's, and I know I'm, I'm pretty certain that most authors are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for me, once I'm kind of in the groove, I, I tend to write pretty quick. I only said I was a binge writer because sometimes I would go, you know, like three weeks without writing anything mm-hmm. and then boom, it all just kind of pours out of me. Right. <laughs> and that's all I do. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I agree and I'm right there with you. I've read series and I know exactly what you're saying where I've then met the authors and I... <laughs> So I just want to beg them, like, please, just, you know, write an extra scene. Please, <laughs> something. something. <laughs> I mean, I'll it. buy it. I just, I just got to have it. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think that's why, too, Drew Evans from the Triangle series, he does pop up and overrule. And I think that was a big part of it. You know, just my own love for him as a character. Um, and it actually worked really well, too, because, Stan, you know, he starts off as this real kind of good old boy, you know, kind of innocent, I guess. And I knew where he needed to be once he was an adult, because we see him first in high school and his first year of college, and then we jump 10 years. So I needed him more to be um, a little bit of a player when he was an adult. Right. And, you know, Drew, of course, is just a fabulous mentor in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked super well for the story. But also, I was so excited to be able to give that little peek to readers, you know, to kind of check in to see, you know, what Drew was like in college and then kind of see where he is in the months um, following his and Kate's wedding, which is when overall, overall takes place. They'll love you for it. They'll be excited. Yeah, I, knew, <laughs> I figured they would be really funny, too, because I knew it was a good plan. After my agent had read the manuscript, she called me and she was like, oh, my God, as soon as I saw his name, I I started fangirling. (laughs) Yes, they will love you for it. (laughs) Yeah, so that's always, always fun. Well, I must say, Emma, thank you so much for joining us this this afternoon for a leisure moment to talk about all things books, especially your book coming out, Overruled, on April the 28th. We're excited for you. Um, And we hope that you have a lovely afternoon. Can't wait for April 28th to come. Thank you so much. It was truly a pleasure talking with you. And I'm really excited. 
for everyone to kind of meet Stanton and all the new characters. So thank you so much. This was lovely. Oh, you are most welcome. And enjoy your your break. Get a little bit more time in for your break before you start back in. Yeah, you too. Have a great <laughs> okay. day. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. want to thank all our listeners again check us out at aleisuremoment.com you can like us on facebook and twitter follow us on instagram check out our new youtube channel give us a thumbs up have a good one